Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram back to year three of quarantine because people can't wrap their minds around the idea that uh, you shouldn't be eating out in restaurants and touching each other. I was going to save this for my bottom of the cob, but I'm just going to say this. So Noah and I were driving down Hollywood Boulevard last night. We had just come back from a very responsible social distance dinner with two friends. Uh, He even prepared the food with gloves on. Um, And it was nice to not only be out of the house and see other people, but I chose to take the scenic route back home to drive through Hollywood because, you know, I wanted to see my city. So we're driving down Hollywood Boulevard, which if you don't live here, it's this iconic street, kind of like Sunset. All of our streets are iconic. It's Hollywood. But it's a hole, much like most of Hollywood and most of Los Angeles. It is just, they've tried to gussy it up. But if you see someone walking down Hollywood Boulevard, things aren't going well or they're like a Belgian tourist. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's that thing, it's for, it's for tourists uh, because nobody in Hollywood goes on Hollywood Boulevard. There's like a Buffalo Wild Wings. The coolest thing there might be like the Roosevelt Hotel and that's like slightly off Hollywood Boulevard. But it was a Tuesday night at 9.30. If you're on Hollywood Boulevard during Corona at night on a Tuesday, something has gone wrong. And we drove past a bar, a really dingy dive bar that like I wouldn't even go into in my 20s. And there's just people drinking, sitting outside. And they were all gross looking people, again, because it's Hollywood Boulevard. And I'm like, okay, whatever, maybe. I didn't even, I was like, no, those people are terrible. Hollywood Boulevard is known for its performers. And obviously it's at night, so there aren't any. And I hear music and I kind of roll down the window to see what it is. And I see a guy kind of dancing and people gathered around him as they do. It's a guy giving out lap dances. So there's like a group of girls, probably like a bachelorette party, the saddest one, because it's a Tuesday night on Hollywood Boulevard. coronavirus. Grinding on her. She's sitting on a chair he had set up and he's dancing on her. No one is wearing a mask. And they're all like, ah, yeah, this is great. Taking pictures. And I'm like, this is why America (laughs) is on fire. Because you're in a pandemic getting a lap dance from a street performer without a mask. So many parts of that are not okay. And the mask is just like the shit on top of your turd Sunday. Yeah. Just adding more shit. Just shit on shit. So that was extra disgusting. I would like that version of contagion. Did you see contagion? Where you sure. they trace back the disease and it basically was Gwyneth Paltrow went to some fancy restaurant in China. Someone touched something, then shook her hand. Then yes. she cheated on her husband. Then she che- gave well, the disease to them. And you like see how it traveled. And here it's like, oh, and then a street performer gave a lap dance. And then that woman went well, home. Can and I then- say- Without having seen Contagion, it does seem like it's low-key shaming a woman for cheating on her husband. Like, is that not the theme? And in this case, the theme is, oh, a woman sought sexual pleasure <laughs> and you're spreading a pan- a disease. Uh, that being said, I do, I doubt those people because they looked horrible. I doubt they have health insurance and you taxpayers will be paying for them mm-hmm. when they go to a hospital because they have corona from getting like stripper sweat from like nail in stripper sweat on their, in their mouths. Oh, Oh, it was disgusting. Even if we weren't in a time of disease, I wouldn't want to partake in that. No, I wouldn't want to be on Hollywood. Every time I end up on Hollywood Boulevard, like driving home, every time I'm like, oh, why did I end up here? It's always bad. It's always hot. It's always gross. People are rushing the car like zombies, just wandering the streets. I did a a stand-up show, a social distance stand-up show in Hollywood recently, and 
there was like, I think hookah bars are horrible. It's Ugh. where you go when you're 17 or 18, you can't drink it. You're like, well, I can get high off of this uh, mango flavored tobacco. They're always ratchet, always. Yeah. And so I'm on my way to it and I felt bad because it was, it's like a residential neighborhood. It's this hookah bar that is way too big. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a hookah bar, but they had hookah and it just seemed like a shitty bar in North Hollywood. The pat- and it was a massive patio and they were blaring music. And I'm like, there are apartments around here. And there were these like four people who were the trashiest looking, just sitting there smoking hookah. No one had a mask. And I'm just like, is this just really squeezing the most out of life? Just ruining it for everyone? Yeah. Just like the shittiest trap music, the grossest smelling hookah, blaring rap, like daring you to say something. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you guys, and they were just like early 20s, the shittiest age. Yeah. And I just, all I kept thinking as like someone older was like, oh, I feel so bad for the people who live in the apartments around this. Yeah. Just all about how nobody cares about anybody else's feelings. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) Well, Genevieve Rose 1922 says, hey, Liza, Emily, and Tianfu, how has it been performing for masked people? Is it strange not seeing complete facial expressions? Have you adjusted your act at all or do you just go out there and kill it? Thanks. I do go out there and kill it. Um, I have to be honest, I never look at facial expressions when I'm doing my act normally anyway, I try not to really make eye contact. It's a little uncomfortable. I tend to just kind of stare at the horizon of the theater. Um, It's weird. It's sort of apples to oranges. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just different. Um, It's beyond facial expression. You can't see anyone in general because they're all in their cars. Some people set up little chairs outside, which I totally encourage. Um, If it's allowed, some venues allow it, some don't. Rule police. But uh, (laughs) I have to rule. It's just, it's dystopian and it's weird, but it's fun and you can feel the energy. The honking feels good for once in your life and it's a really cool vibe and we're doing our tour. It's going to be called the, what? Why can't I, I say it? I don't know if we're announcing it yet. It doesn't matter. It will be yeah, out it or it won't. It doesn't, no. Okay, well, we're going to be this. Why? Because we can't talk about it on the podcast if it hasn't been announced. It doesn't matter. It, I'm not saying the dates. I'm not saying anything. We're going to be launching. Do not cut this out. I will fire you. We're going to be launching uh, a drive-in theater tour. A drive-in theater, sorry. A drive-in tour going through all of these cities. And it's great. It's super fun. It's an American feeling. It's Americana. It's drive-ins. It's cars. It's tailgates. So look out for those that date announcement. How's that legal disclaimer? Thank you. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Baby whale. Killer Charisma whale. Jane. Wait. That just sounds like a puppy crying. Charisma Jane. Hi, Liza and Emily. I've had some anxiety problems in the last year or so. They're pretty mild compared to other people. Why? What's there to be anxious about? Everything's great. <laughs> but just learning how to cope with things as I've never had anxiety before. However, every time I talk to people, friends, family, professionals, they seem to always contribute my to attribute my anxiety to my dad coming back, trying to come back into my life. For context, my parents got a divorce when I was five and I spent every second weekend with my dad until I was 10. He then told me he was going on a trip to America for a month, but then never came back. Oh my God. I live in Australia and he currently lives in Texas. He's made some poor efforts to try and stay in contact, but I hardly reciprocate. I don't feel like this contributes to my anxiety. I honestly don't care that he left because my mom was such an amazing mom that I never feel like I missed out on a childhood. Why would this be an issue now? Are people just saying this because it's easy to associate a woman's anxiety with daddy issues? Or do you think I have some suppressed trauma from my dad leaving? I know it sounds bad, but I don't even think about him and never really missed him. He abandoned me, so I would never let him back in my life okay, to do it again. On, Especially now that I have a son. Any advice is appreciated. Saw you when you were in Sydney last and it was amazing. Did you hear the language you used? He abandoned me so I'd never let him back in my life to do it again. So you clearly, you know, like I wouldn't let him hurt me again. I would never let him do that again. The thing that I don't care about. So if it didn't happen or not, I wouldn't care. But if it did, I would care. Um, it is impossible for you to not have some feelings about this. We, I saw this meme that was like, we always make it like daddy's issues are a woman's fault and we never talk about the dad that fucked it up. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be that archetype. You don't have to be like, oh, sad girl with daddy issues, you know? Um, you decide for yourself what you need for closure. I have a friend who made a decision to cut her father out of her life because he was a crazy person. I don't think she thinks about it. She was like, he's not invited to my wedding and she never looked back because the harm outweighed the benefits. Mm -hmm. You need to make peace with it. You either need to decide, this is the, what my father is capable of giving. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all reach that age where we realize our parents aren't superheroes. Um, and either accept that that's what it's going to be, or you can actively make the decision to cut him out. But I think you should confront it because you probably have anxiety just about life in general, but you wouldn't have bothered to write in to have a total stranger tell you that it's something you should deal with. Uh, if if there wasn't something there. Right. It would be weird if you truly didn't care. Especially, I think, because she mentions that she has a son. So I'm sure that you're thinking about that more, you know, yeah. you, mm -hmm. your parental relationship. You're, and you know what? You'll probably be a better mother because of it. And, you know, you wouldn't want to pass that trauma on. But this is not about your son. This is about you. And you, maybe you should, sometimes people like write a note to yourself or to him, like, what would you want to say? Mm -hmm. Talk to him. But you have to decide. I can't tell you, but right. I do think it is a little, and then there's plenty of, you might also, it might be such a deep trauma that you aren't ready to understand it yet. And it might reveal itself in a weird way later, you know, but he is still your father and that does run deep. And I think it's worth taking a look at. Maybe just see a psychologist or something and just start talking about it. Yeah. Figure out where the anxiety is coming from besides just the world ending. Yeah. But that I, is would, I would take a look it. at that. Yeah. Uh, saying that as a, as a bad. Qualified medical professional. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't pretty say qualified. That. We also legally don't well, want you to, to say to, that. You know, define qualify. Define medical. Define professional. Tea cup. Hi. A doctor. Mm. A doctor of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tea cup. 
Hi, Eliza Baby Armancino. I love all your work and have been so enjoying Don't Panic Pantry in the pod. I just started a new remote job at one very important public health agency, mm-hmm. Wink, and we're all setting Is it the two? <laughs> I would guess CDC. CDC. Uh, and we're all setting the example by working remotely. Every time I'm muted on a meeting, I visualize everyone else on mute having virtual nectarine insanity a la the sketch oh God, show. I love that. Are there weird new business things in the age of corona that give you business cliche feelings similar to what inspired the business-related sketches? Hope you drive in tour to Atlanta. Yes, CDC. Holding tightly to my tickets <laughs> to your show at the Fox and hope to see you Osasun. 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 Uh, hold on to those tickets. Very tight. Keep holding. I mean, or just let them go. But, uh... We'll, we'll update you. Um, when this comes out, there there are updates about rescheduling yes. on the website, eliza.com slash tour. I'm not we are- secretly holding information from you. We give it as we get it. Yeah. Um, so weird I don't know. business I'm not, things. I mean, I definitely, <laughs> on a Zoom call, so if my laptop is open, I definitely do other things on my computer because your eye line kind of stays the same. Mm. Um, or I've put, I'll put my phone lean it against the screen of the laptop and I will do work on my phone because it looks like I'm looking at the person's image and they can't see my hands. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's that. Like just doing anything else other than... Well, your favorite business thing is for anyone on a call to accuse them of taking a dump. Yeah. The, if oh, their the, video's so not on. We're just holding for John. He'll be right on. Like he's taking a dump. But Or if they have yeah. their audio but not video because sometimes mm. people will like turn yeah. off their camera. Oh, shit. Kashi. Kick it. One Craft Valley girl said, so I just found six boxes of Kashi Golden Crunch in my dad's pantry. Glad we're <gasps> moving out soon. Oh my God. Moving out of his butthole. Everything's moving out. Oh my God. Throw it away. Otherwise you won't have a dad. <laughs> you won't have a dad. Your dad will shit himself into oblivion. <laughs> Do you Blow love your out. dad? Get that out of there. Get that out of there. Ella McLeod, 14. Hi, Liza, Emily, and sweet baby tofu. I hope you're thriving. I have a long one for you, so buckle in. I'm maid of honor at my mom and dad's wedding I'm next also April. Maid up of honor. Okay. And I have a question for you. My mom. Sorry, I was making a joke. She's maid of honor what? At my mom and dad's wedding next Not April. Not American. Okay. And I have a question for you. My mom and an old friend were close for a long time before having a falling out about 10 years ago. We'll call the friend N. N was a very toxic person. She was unable to be happy for people, was smug when they were struggling, and was just generally so insecure that she would basically share, she would basically throw share at anyone's success. Throw shade at oh, anyone's success. Get it together. It says through share. Well, you know. At anyone's success. Share shares she, music. She felt inferior. Okay. Classic, stupid, immature. We've seen it all before. My mom basically took your classic advice a decade early and noped out of that situation. Nice, mom. She was a badass woman with a busy job and two kids. She didn't have time for it. However, N's husband, D, is still friends with my dad. Not totally. best friends, but friends enough that dad not inviting D to the wedding would be a bit of a statement. Totally. So dad invited D to the wedding and basically didn't make it clear that he didn't have a plus one. So he said he's going to bring his wife, N. Okay. My mom does not want N at the wedding. She doesn't want to turn around and know someone is judging her and hoping something goes wrong on one of the biggest days of her life. My parents have been together for 23 years. They deserve to have a great day. However, my dad is pretty conflict averse and feels awkward about essentially having to uninvite N and potentially cause friction with a friend. Obviously, there's a chance N won't come, but I don't know if they should leave it to chance. Would be great to know what you think. Love the show. Hope to see you next time you're in London after Rona gives us our lives. Told you she wasn't America. She says, mom. Mm. Uh, honestly, it sucks because you have to pay for her. I'm assuming. I don't know how they do it over there. Um, but just let it go. Mm. She, first of all, it's 10 years later. So there's a chance that this lady isn't the giant bee that she was. It's your mom's, if it truly is the biggest day of your mom's life, which is like super shady at you because like, what about you being born? <laughs> the biggest day of your mom's life She's got other things to worry about besides like that lady giving her a glance. Mm. At most, it'll be a rude look, which no one would really do at your wedding. And at best, it'll be like, hey, how are you? How goes it? Whatever. I think your mom is giving this woman way too much power. Don't even say anything. Just let her be, your mom should just be magnanimous. Don't even think about it. The woman probably won't come. And if she does, it's your wedding. You'll be moving around, saying hi to people. You won't even have time to think about her. And get, the woman also may have changed. So that's it. 
Yeah. The woman's probably uncomfortable going, but that is, don't even think about it. Hello, how are you? Good to see you. Thank you so much. Even if she is judging, what? then that's so sad. Yeah. Who cares? You're getting married. Yeah. Don't even focus on her. She doesn't matter. Don't even, don't give it the power. It's not, she, yeah, she doesn't, don't even give it the power of uninviting her. If she comes, she comes. Don't, do not do that. Yes. Uh, that's yeah. it. That's it. Your mom's got her family. Very few brides get to be surrounded by their children. Yeah. So she got a lot to deal with that day. Yeah. All right. Anonymous. Cake. You don't want your cake to have a layer of fucking ganache in it. I love. Shouldn't have been there. I did not pay. I said no chocolate. And they're like, wow, it's our signature thing. I'm like, okay, it's my signature thing. I take a dump on your head. Okay. okay. (laughs) It is your signature thing. It is my signature. That's my move. (laughs) Hi, friends. So I work in the entertainment field. I'm a drag queen. And normally I'm very good at dealing with whatever bullshit and shade the girls throw. I'm not one to keep negative. I'm sorry, sir. Sorry, sorry. Hi, friends. So I work okay. in the entertainment field, a drag queen, and normally I'm very good at dealing with whatever bullshit and shade the girls throw. I'm not one to keep negative people around me because I'm a soft cinnamon roll and know what's good for my mental health and what isn't. Oh, but there's this one specific queen that I'm forced to work with on a nearly weekly basis when the world was normal that just always upsets me. She's a manager favorite, so there's no chance of me getting away from her. I'm hoping for some way to help deal with someone that is at the end of the day a little bit of a bully. And I can't really get away from for the immediate future. She always puts me down, but it's wrapped in a bowl of sarcasm and friendly joking. After years of this, it's lost all charm and just makes me feel low-key bad about myself, my show, or my look for the night. Hmm. I try not to let it get to me, but oftentimes from this specific person, it gets to me. Can I just say this? Because it's tough because like I don't know what that person is saying. They're a bully. Uh, yeah, but like I've watched RuPaul's Drag Race and some of those, que- usually it all comes from insecurity. Like very few drag queens grow up like I was super supported for being gay. I've always been fabulous. No one's ever been mean to me. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes insecurity comes out as that. There's also the version where like people think I bully Emily, mm. but like I would never joke with someone that I didn't care about. And you say things back to me, like it, there's a repartee, but I gauge that it's like, Sometimes breaking balls is the way that you show you love someone. And there's a version where this drag queen thinks that you can take it. And that's just the way that she relates to you. If you're saying it's been this many years, you know, or she's jealous. Because I tend to not talk shit about people that are beneath me. I wonder if you're when like, you- You hurt my feelings every time you talk to me. <laughs> no, I, I I would agree that it's this person may just be like that to everyone. That's just how they talk, which doesn't yes. make it- okay if it actually truly mean it does make it okay no not if it's mean i know but like what's one person's mean is another person's like normal like so these things we don't know i'm all for an equal opportunity offender Mm. like if someone's racist to everyone then like if you're just horrible to everyone it feels less pointed so i would listen in to see, is this how this person talks to everyone before you take personal offense? I think it would be fair to when you get back into doing events the next time this queen makes a comment, just being like, you know what? That kind of hurts my feelings. Or like, oh, I thought my outfit looked really good tonight. Like respond to it very, you don't think that, because this person thinks that this, the question writer is like down with it. And the question writer needs to be like, oh, like it makes me feel bad when you say those things to me. For sure. I hear that. I think that, there's, you can always stand up for yourself and there's always a kind way to do it. I don't, I'm always a fan of a come to Jesus. I also, having been on a, on and around people that I just, that are awful, hmm. you can give it less oxygen. You do the comic green room blinder thing where you don't even acknowledge them mm. and you don't say anything. And they're like, what? You're not saying anything. You're like, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Saying that to someone always incites rage. Mm. Like, why aren't you spitting it back at me, honey? You're like, I'm good. I'm good. You know, and giving it, cause then you might, unearth something or they may be like, Hey, what's wrong? Like you seem so down. Yeah. I think it's okay to get to a place where like, Hey, I just, it's so tough because I don't know if this person talks to other people like this. If it's truly just you yeah, and you is, are you a better looking queen? Are, are you in awe of this person? Do you consider this person to be better than you and you want their acceptance? Like I would really sort of unpack that. If the person is just shitty to you, I'm sure it comes from jealousy. It's okay to pull inside and be like, Hey, I wanted to give you the respect of having a face-to-face conversation because I respect you. I like you. We work together a lot. Mm -hmm. It feels like you don't like me. Mm. Um, 
I did that once. I confronted someone on a show and I was like, I have no problem with you. I don't mm-hmm. know. And the woman was such a bitch. She was like, you started it. I'm like, I, I didn't, I don't even know you. Like you're so, it was that one thing you know I'm talking about. No, I'm yeah, scared. It was that show that we did. Remember the, that lady, I was just like, I'm going to beat you like out. joking. And she was just like, and she like oh, lost it on me. Wait, I had to stop during commercial break to be like, Hey, I, was just joking it's just a fun competition and she like would not like hated me and I in that moment I was like oh this is about something that has nothing to do with me this is about what I represent to you this is about your own insecurities and I was just like I'm done dealing with this person well and and it's not if you're never going to see that person again like when I used to when my friend would always make me go to comedy clubs with her which I do not enjoy and she would just you don't have to (laughs) because there are none but she would just be like she'd always be with some different horrible male comedian and I would just straight up not engage with them and she'd be like why are you being so rude? It's like, I'm never going to have to see this man again. He's rude. I don't want to talk to him. Like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. You being rude or preemptively being rude, knowing he was going to be rude. There's always that. I would already know that they were rude. Okay, but well, then that's rude. those are instances where you're going to get out of it, like okay. with your situation. But this, this queen has to see the other queen all the time. So yeah, I mean, you just need to talk to her. Yeah. I mean, I doubt it has anything to do with you or she's jealous, but First, suss out, is this how she is with everyone? Mm-hmm. Suss out, are you wanting this person's approval? Are they mean just to be mean? Mm. Is, you know, make sure it's specific to you and then be like, I can't get a gauge on this. I feels like you don't like me. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to talk to you because you know, we work together. Be as disarming as possible. Mm-hmm. Because there's a version where she's like, I'm sorry, like I'm just messing with you and I don't mean it. You know, I feel like a drag queen would be like, honey, that's just the way that I am. And if you can't handle it, in which case you just need to start ignoring that person. Yeah. Give him the chance to be human. Yeah. Like I did with that lady who was so mean to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was just like, okay, well, I'm just here to be on TV. <laughs> Hi, Eliza, Emily, in the memory of Hot Scott. <laughs> oh, and don't forget to slay and be fishy. <laughs> fishy. Eliza, would you consider hot Scotty? Would you consider permitting Tianfu to have her cookie and or dumpling on your bed? I get that they are gross, but isn't all that grossness essentially already all over the bed as a result of the cross contamination that happens from living with other beings? Also, it would make Tianfu so happy, so why not? Cheers. Tianfu wrote this question in. It's like backward R's. (laughs) (laughs) Would you consider letting me crisscross Tianfu? It's more about boundaries with an animal. And the idea that like, no, you can't just rule the house. You can't have treats on the, because after your toy, then it's a treat. You can't eat your treats on the bed. You can't eat your treats on the couch. Animals crave rules. And she has to know, first of all, I think her treat is like a pacifier. And it's like, like a child, like you can't take it everywhere. She just has to know that she is pretty much allowed to do whatever she wants. And, you know, that's like saying like, why can't you just let her poop on the carpet? You know, it makes her happy. I don't care. We don't want a weird dog that needs a pacifier everywhere it goes. She has the bow in her mouth the other 20, the other 16 hours of the day because she sleeps with us for like several hours at night. Mm-hmm. So you just, like when we got her, we put her in a cage, in a cage, and we created her at night. And then we realized that she just wanted to lay in bed with us, which is fine. Got to draw boundaries. You don't want to be, because she, oh, she already growls at everything and we try to deal with it more on that later. So I try to draw those boundaries where we can been since December. She still doesn't understand it can't come on the bed. I don't think she's great at learning things, but she is great at having a donut mouth. (laughs) All right. So I also believe in spoiling your pets if they're good pets. Like she's a sweet girl. She just lays here. She gets protective, but like never bites, never pees where she should. Like she does a good job and she's so traumatized and she's just laying here right now. She's just a sweet girl. Yeah. She's just a sweet girl with donut mouth and biscuit nerves. So Anna... Farnan says, I have a story about Kashi Goling Crunch. <laughs> Context. <laughs> I go to the United States Naval Academy. The whole school eats at one time. And so we <gasps> eat family style and don't get a lot of options when it comes to meals. It's generally chicken and potatoes and the occasional overcooked vegetable. That being said, they do try really hard to give us options. So we have yogurt, apples, bananas, and cereal available at all times. Whoa. I'm now a senior at the academy. I spent the last three years eating Kashi Goling Crunch. Oh it's God. one of our cereal options. Are you texting me from the ER? <laughs> this whole time, I thought I was somehow intolerant to chicken and potatoes, and that's why I've been bloated and gassy and miserable for years. Oh, my God. I only just found your podcast, and I've been binge listening. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. It has <gasps> definitely affected some portion of my life. You have freed me from this perpetual walking oh gas God. chamber. Thank you for all the other positive and life-changing info you've dumped into my brain. I use Buffy and Native now, and I love your podcast. I love that. 
First of all, thank you for the service you will be rendering to our country. Also, Kashi, do you hear that? You're hurting our military. <laughs> you are not helping us protect our borders on land and sea. Oh, that's the Coast Guard. Whatever. <laughs> she could be the next SEAL Team 6 number two. <laughs> number two, definitely number two. I cannot believe she's thought that she was like intolerant of chicken. This of could chicken. change it's her just pure protein. It can't life. bloat you. I feel so bad for you. I'm so glad I helped you and get that off your shelves. Also, <laughs> why are we making this product? Just shows you everything that you that they say is healthy for you isn't. But there must be like 90% of people that are eating it and are fine. And the no. other 10% are rendered so incapacitated that they turn to forums, they turn to podcasts. No, or they're like her where they're just eating it. And they're like, it must be something else because this is healthy Kashi. It's an earth cereal. <laughs> Every and or if you're eating it and you know you're anorexic, you're just like at I love what, blowing it out. At what point is Kashi gonna like sue us for slander or libel? You know what? It's not untrue, and I'll take a dump in the courtroom to show you. You could strap a small, like a smart car to me, and I would power it through the Mid Wilshire area. I'm so glad that Anna's life is going to change for the better. To protect and serve and dump out. They're all just in that place together, just. What's the Navy's army is go army. I don't know. US Marine is like, hey, come sign up. <laughs> and the Navy is splish splash. <laughs> it's no. splish splash. I'm pretty sure it's splish splash. Navy. It's not blue. It is. Navy, we're not a store. Non-sibby said patriot. Not self, but country. Non-sibby sib sib. Oh, what does no. the Navy say instead of Semper Fi? Oh, Semper, Semper Fortis. Always strong or always courageous. Okay, cool. Navy, not named after the bean. Kick it. I don't need to look that up. Okay. Tina419. Hi, Liza, baby arm, chown food, and smoky husky. When you eat a taco, do you tilt your head or the taco? That's a great question. I have to act it out right here. Oh, I tilt my head and the taco. Yeah. Like going in for a kiss. Meet in between. The taco I goes. Turn up the up chin of the taco and, you go up. and I caress its neck. Ew. I tilt my head. And the taco. Who doesn't tilt their head? I don't know. Do people like just go. Like a sandwich? Yeah. That doesn't work. Because stuff's going to You got to go out. into it. Yeah. You got to tilt it. There's gotta. ergonomics at play. You got to. There's physics at play. You got to. Don't ask me any more stupid questions. We all know you have to do the tilt, the double <laughs> tilt. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl & Branch. 
B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Sarah Von Paul. Yay, love the episode of Eliza's mom. Such a lovely woman. My husband and I are going to start an IVF cycle soon and we will hopefully be first-time parents within a year. Since Eliza is about my age and her parents had her when they were more mature, my question is, what was it like growing up with older parents? My husband and I are hoping we'll be cool, just more mature parents. My top of the cob this week was the newest part of the Kashi Golene saga. (laughs) Um, I've never had younger parents, but what I can tell you is um, you're exposed to their music. So I don't think I grew up. And also I didn't have, I think it's less about the parent and also more about like, I didn't have an older sibling. So like, I didn't have that sibling showing me what was cool. And it was all sort of a discovery on my own. We listened to like a lot of Barbara Streisand, like Linda Ronstadt. Um, My mom loved John Philip Sousa. Um, My mom's parents were baby. I'm sorry, my mom's a baby boomer and her dad, you know, fought in World War II. So I grew up with like specific knowledge about that and a certain respect for the country and things like that. I'm not saying people don't have that, but you, she was closer to that generation. So I felt like I had more firsthand information from my grandparents because she was a little bit older. I think the pop culture and the music thing, like you asked my, if you asked my mom, like what was cool in the nineties, she probably wouldn't be able to tell you or any movies or sort of pop culture things. Um, Cause I think when you're a little older, you know, or maybe that's just my mom. So I think I missed out on I, what I missed out on current pop culture things I gained in, you know, seeing the sound of music and getting my name from my fair lady and older references. So it's a trade-off. Yeah. You know, she definitely had energy and worked out and it's not like I had like a 70 year old mother. <laughs> um, right. So that's it. Your parents, however they, whoever they are, wherever they're from, however they are, will raise you with the things that they grew up with. So for us, it was just a little bit earlier in the century. Yeah, I mean, my parents were a little older. They had me and my sister in their 30s, so it's fine. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. If I asked her now, like, I remember it was cool because, like, I could ask her about, like, the Beatles and stuff, but my mom, yeah, maybe it's just more about, like, what she was into. Like, mm. I don't think my mom could tell you one Madonna song. Yeah, my mom loves Paul McCartney. All moms love Paul McCartney. Although I don't, <laughs> yeah, John Philip Sousa. She loved that. My mom, you know, anyway, that's it. Yeah, different yeah. different time periods. Kippo 22. Eliza, have you scaled back your cold brew intake? <laughs> you were getting crazy on I was getting a little crazy. bit. You were getting real. Every episode you were sipping on. I think it was affecting my sleep. I think so too. Uh, and I was just like, I just love the buzz, but then eventually it just becomes a little nauseating. So now I do one cup of coffee a day, have it in the morning and we're good because now I can sleep like a person. So yeah. yes, but I do love, I do cherish that cup. Yeah. Eliza, this is anonymous. I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. I just graduated high school. I've struggled all through school with friendships. I try to always be a good friend, look out for people, plan fun things to do, try hard to include others, etc. I seem to get left out and excluded all of the time. I'm so tired of losing friends and feeling left out and I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. How do you maintain friendships and build a network of friends that mutually care about one another? I know I'm young and teenagers are awful, but I'm lost and sad. That's it. You don't, think, you don't have to worry about building a network. Um, you find your tribe. It was weird. I was thinking about this. I was like, oh, wow. A lot of the kids I went to college with are still all very close. Um, and some you can't force it. Like, I'm friendly with them, but, like, I'm not part of that tight-knit circle. But to be fair, I wasn't part of their tight-knit circle going in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I'm kind of – I dabble in different friend groups. So – Some people have tons of friends. Some people are lying and say they have tons of friends, but really have like a lot of acquaintances. You find your tribe and it sucks because we all want to be friends with like the cool kid, but like you just got to find your tribe and you can't try too hard. And if you're the one trying, those people aren't for you. That's it. You'll you'll find it. You're fine. And you know what? I bet you have friends that you aren't counting. I bet you have close friends that always show up to your things and always want to do stuff. And you're like, well, I want other friends. Your friends are your friends and cherish them. It's okay to network. It's okay to meet people. But anybody that doesn't reciprocate, it's just exhausting. And that, you don't want that. Grass is always greener. You'll be okay. Yeah. It's especially you're leaving high school. You're going into college. College is totally different. Fuck high school. Who cares? And you know what? Yeah. If you need a friend, call Emily. She'll come over. Uh, okay. So Rodrigo said, says, you helped me with my sister's situation a while back. I did what you said. I was honest with her, told her how I felt. It worked. She understood. Now we're building our friendship as siblings. You're again. welcome. You can find my bill in the mail. So thank you so much for the advice. 
I have a question too. I've been having issues in the dating area. Ha ha. Girls don't seem to like me. What could I do to seem more appealing to girls so they want to get to know me? I don't know because I don't know what you look like. I don't know what creepy thing you're writing. Also, <laughs> girls don't seem to like me. What of the 10 that, that didn't connect with you? Dating is a numbers game. And the more you do it, the more likely it is you're going to find a match. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt that you're so undesirable that nobody wants you. Um, there is the version where you're going after the wrong girl, which is a lesson you have to learn on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a le- there's the version where you're going for, you, your standards are too high. Or you're just, you don't know what you want. You're going out with all different types of girls. So just keep trying. And if they're not... If they're not the one, they're not the one. People get all bent out of shape like, oh, this hot girl didn't like me. This guy didn't like me. That wasn't the one for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Or always, you're messaging me and I'm telling you it's a pandemic. Always, yeah. Always be working on yourself. Always be honest, kind. And if somebody can't handle that, then that's not the person for you. But always be the best version and the highest light of yourself. You know, if you love collecting dolls, fucking say that. Because there's a girl out there to be like, I love dolls too. Never be the version of what someone else wants hmm. because you might be missing out on the person that's right for you because you're being inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Always be yourself. There's a lid for every pot. Probably several lids for every pot. Mm-hmm. Like you really think, oh, my true love lived in my town. Really? What are the odds of that? It's just that that person was near and it worked out enough. I don't believe in soulmates. I believe there are many people that you could end up with and you're going to find one of those out there. Mm-hmm. Keep looking. Don't get bitter. It is ugly. Women don't like it. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember watching like blind date or fifth wheel or like one of those. And this guy who was like super average looking, which is fine. Plenty of average looking people went on a date or he was like standing with some women, like trying to talk to them. And he's like, so how are you guys doing? And they didn't hear him, which is the worst when you hear someone say something and no one else hears it. (sighs) And he's like, you know, he tries it. He's like, so how are you guys doing it? And then you see him go, okay, let's try this again. How are you guys doing? And I was like, "Ew." ew, angry single guy is the worst. It's the thing I caution my male friends on. I'm like, bitter, angry, single guy doesn't get the hate it deserves. People are like, oh, she's bitter and single. Nothing worse than bitter, angry, single guy. Yeah. So just know that you have, your standards are a lot lower as a man and uh, you'll find someone. I'm sorry, was that boring for you? No. Uh, Colin, do you have a memorable bit that you would do when you first started doing comedy? The first video I saw of you was Hurricane Tammy and I haven't stopped <gasps> laughing oh since. God, Hurricane Tammy. Um, I mean, I remember a lot of the bits, but I remember I used to walk on stage and I'd be like, how are you guys doing? This was like the first iteration of my girl voice. How are you guys doing? You guys having fun? Enjoying the show? And people were so rude. This was at the comedy union. <laughs> I remember, I remember, was, and they just stopped laughing. It was like a showcase. Uh, but in, I would open my show that way when no one knew who I was. And then I'd be like, I'm just messing with you guys. It's not my voice. And people would like lose it. They're like, oh, thank God. It's like nobody wanted to listen to that. But yeah. that was my way of like getting them. It was like, it was a way of saying, hey, we know that voice is annoying. Don't worry, I'm not that. Yeah. And then people were like, I'm on her side. She gets it. She's not annoying. Yeah. That was it. I remember that. I I can't do it now. People be like, that's not your voice. Mm -hmm. I'm so famous now. It's so hard. (laughs) I have such a brand. (laughs) Uh, Audrey says, hello to my favorite podcasting duo. Yeah. I was wondering in all your travel, had there been a regional food that you absolutely love? And has there been one that you've had that you're still baffled why people eat it? Thanks for keeping up our spirits. Now, when you say what you're baffled by, we need to be careful so it's not- Racist. It's not. That's very fair. Uh, but that's not the case. It's actually very white. I don't get Skyline Chili. I what don't, is that? Um, it's famous in Cincinnati. It's it's chili on spaghetti, which in theory I get. I don't want that. That's like too much of a bad thing. Uh, but they make theirs with cinnamon. Um, and I want to say there's cocoa in it, but I'm not the cocoa powder. But cinnamon and they fucking love it. And you know what? That's fine um, because it's a white thing. I can like go hard on this. Not a fan. I'm a fan of the Skyline Chili. No, me neither. Uh, in <laughs> Pittsburgh, Permanti Brothers, uh, they do a hamburger with French fries on it, mm-hmm. which when you're drunk is tasty, but I had it sober once and I was like, nope. And the fries were cold. Um, other than that though, so much love for Pittsburgh. And then I remember in Rochester, they have a garbage plate. 
What is that? I don't remember because all I remember from playing Rochester years ago was that there were geese and they pooped and Blanche got goose poop in her beard. Oh, I do remember that. I was also there when they were shooting Spider-Man, which was pretty cool. Oh, uh, which, who was Spider-Man? Was that when it was Toby or when it was Andrew or when it was Tom Holland? I, don't, I think it was Toby. It was, a, it was a very long time ago. Okay. Uh, garbage plate consists of home fries, macaroni salad, baked beans, and then burgers or hot dogs on it. It's too much. It's just too much of a bad thing. It's too much. I'm not shaming you for eating. It's just something, it's, that's not cuisine. I don't want that. That's not <laughs> cuisine. Um, but a lot of things are born, much like the Permanente Brothers thing, are born out of necessity. Like someone's working. It's like, get all the food in there. Like people that had peanuts in their Coca-Cola. Like just get all your food, shovel it in. Yeah. Uh, if you're asking me for favorite regional things, I mean, Charleston's one of the best food cities in the world. The Ordinary is extraordinary. I had a Coca-Cola cake in Charleston. <gasps> What's that? It's a chocolate cake. And instead of sugar, use Coca-Cola. Outstanding. Uh, we can, but, but you know, I've been all over the world. I don't know. I, it's really, it, you'd be hard pressed to be like, I went to this country and their food writ, writ large is horrible. Yeah. So uh, I love the food in Sweden. I found the thing that I liked. I, you know, obviously Japan's amazing. If we're talking about just the United States, I mean- I love going to Hawaii because of all the different Asian flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like a s- specific local thing. Obviously like powdered sugar beignets in Louisiana mm-hmm. at Cafe Du Monde, which is a tourist thing, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is, you know, Those are good everyone, every culture everywhere has something tasty for you. Mm-hmm. Did the Asia tour, fucking pumped. Singapore went to the hawker stands. Uh, it's all great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always go out of our way to try to find like a flavor that represents where we're eating. We were in Cape Cod recently. I had mini lobster rolls. I was very proud of myself. So trying to think of like a quintessential snack. And I'm also kind of a healthy eater. So I kind of don't really garbage out. So, but yeah, that's one of the great parts about America is that there are so many cultures coming together to make the country and the food is readily available. You just got to find it. Florida's fun. They have a lot of, um, in Orlando, a lot of Southeast Asian restaurants. So we always go for Southeast Asian food. And uh, we always enjoy that. I always try to find like the immigrant food in a place. Uh, if there's a huge immigrant group there. Just times. So another, and I think it's, uh, is it Vietnamese food in Sacramento? What's that restaurant I went to? It's not Thai. Pretty sure it's Vietnamese. Anyway. Kick it. <laughs> Ashley says, hey, Liza and Emily, I have three young kids and I just finished staying at my mom's house for a month and a half with my kids, but without my husband. I have three young kids and I just finished staying for a month and a half at my mom's house without my kids? With my kids, but without my husband. Okay. It was really difficult being in someone else's space for so long, especially with my toddler and that space not being childproofed and not having a ton of help. Now I only have two kids. Now we're in Florida. We just moved here from the Dallas area and it feels good to be in normalcy, but I need a break for my crazy kids. Where should I go or what should I do? I may be able to get a friend to join, but it will probably just be me. I want to do something fun and not just end up alone in a hotel the whole time. Obviously, either social distancing activities or ideas for me to do when things are back to normal. I don't know because I haven't lived in Dallas since I was 18. No, they're in Florida now. Left Dallas, came to Florida. Oh, I don't know. I'm not from Florida. Do something on the water. Why don't you do a spa day? Are those even open? I'm sure in Florida they are. Yeah, be careful where you go in Florida because yeah. they may be open, but they might maybe shouldn't be. You take some drugs and just wander out into the Everglades. I don't know. Uh, getting a hotel room and just being away from your kids may be all that you need. Yeah, get an in-room massage yeah. and like a tasty dinner Yeah, and just not masturbate to, to sleep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Go for a run, you know, walk down the Miami, what's that famous street on Miami Beach half naked like everyone else there and just enjoy your body. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. It's so hot outside. It's so hot outside. Maybe you can go out on the water. (laughs) Careful though. (laughs) No, I don't know. I'm not from there. I don't know. Anon. Hey, Eliza, I need some advice on an overprotective parent. I am an only child and my mom always gets mad or insulted if I go out with my friends and don't invite her. She has always been the cool mom, but I need my own life. Any advice? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for the amazing live show. It was so awesome to see you and Hunter during this craziness. You got to just say that to your mom. Be like, I just want time with my friends. That's so tough though. Like, I, I feel know. like it's going to be, the mom's not going to be receptive if the mom is wanting to hang out with 
our I mean, kids' friends. There's also the version where you call the your mom's bluff and be like, "We're going to this Guar concert and we all headbang and drink Monster the whole time." Drink Monster. You know, there's a version where like she can't hang just because she's older now. Like, I don't want to go to a super loud concert. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm always a fan of saying it. At least your truth will be out there. Yeah. You know, or just like be like, "Yeah, we're going out at 2 a.m. That's when the club opens." Like things that she doesn't want to do, or just include her in Big Deal. But that's a little weird if you're like fucking dude. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to go out with my friends. I love my mom, but I want to do mom stuff with my mom. And maybe she stuff just wants to friends. be with you. And so maybe she wants to hang out with you a little bit more. So set a separate time where you two yeah. can hang out. But you all, it's okay to be like, I just want to hang out with my friends. Hmm. You don't yeah. want to do this stuff, mom. She'll be like, yes, I do. I'm hip. Trap music. Payback <laughs> music. Courtney, what do you do to challenge your underlying beliefs and assumptions? I feel like I'm learning new things every day and it's hard to form a concrete opinion or stance on an issue when there's always more to learn. There's always more to learn, but you it's so valuable to be autodidactic and do your own research. You can always read both sides of an argument. That's always fascinating. Like take a news event and see how both sides cover it because something's always left out by either side, conservative or liberal. Um, and you'll notice that eventually you start coming to the same conclusions over and over. And that's how you form an opinion. You also don't need to form an opinion. Like nobody's really asking you. No one's asking you to vote on current events. When it comes to political candidates, you should always do your own research, research on research, talk to people that you trust, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have like a, a friend that I think is the smartest. I'll call him. I'll be like, what do you think about this? Um, and you know, does that match up with your views? What are your object, like, objectives and what are your goals as a citizen? What do you, what's sacred to you? Is it environment? Is it Black Lives Matter? Is it women's rights? Is it men's rights? Is it gay rights? Like what are the things that matter to you? And then start seeking out things about that. Mm-hmm. You'll see. Whatever wafts into your baleen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Andre, hi, Eliza. Just finished watching you and Noah on DPP. You replied to me because I was having a Topo Chico and said it felt like we were really hanging out. You also said I was beautiful and had a dainty doll chin when we got to meet via Looped, and it's now my most favorite compliment ever. (laughs) That does sound like me. Uh, My question's for you. Would you please tell us your engagement story? I actually went with my then boyfriend to pick up the ring he bought for me, then made me hold the bag in my lap for nearly three hours while we drove home, and I wasn't allowed to look at it. We lived in San Diego at the time and picked it up in L.A. A couple nights later, we went to three hours? What route did you take? San Diego to L.A.? One time I made it hour 45. That's not right. A couple nights later, we went to dinner, and then he proposed while we were walking through a beautiful garden at a resort that I couldn't see because it was dark and the resort didn't have their outdoor lights on. We've been married for seven years. If your story is too personal or sacred or special to you, then I have another question. Do you want the other question? You answer both. No, it's just not like an amazing proposal. It's not like we did it like on a helipad, although we did take our wedding pictures on a helipad. I Uh, was involved. I don't, the story, people know the story. It's not, it's, I don't, I almost like, it's fine. I, I, he had a family diamond that was his, that was bequeathed to him. Um, and it's a, it was a round diamond and I had never really thought about my engagement ring, but I thought at the time I was like, Ooh, I would love an emerald cut, but you can't cut a diamond that beautiful and that old. Um, so we went to look at settings cause you don't really know what you want until you start trying stuff on. And we saw these beautiful settings and I saw a setting that had a very antique look. And if you put the round diamond in the center, it's surrounded by other diamonds from afar. It looks like an emerald. And I thought that was cool. And I liked all the diamonds and it was a big ring, which I didn't think it would matter to me, but it really fucking did. Still does. Um, so that was it. So we picked the setting and then I like left the room for him to like negotiate the price. I didn't want to be there. And so I knew, you know, I'm a grown woman. I want to know what's going to be on my hand for hopefully the rest of my life. So I knew that he had it picked out. I didn't know when he would pick it up. I didn't know when he would propose. Um, unbeknownst to me, he had picked it up. Like it was ready like a week later. He picked it up. It was in his pocket at dinner the whole night. And I didn't know. And he was the whole time just praying. He's like, oh my God, please don't let her get cold and want to wear my jacket. And while we were at dinner, uh, his mom had come in with my assistant, Emily, and they had brought in flowers and like set up candles. And that way, when we came home, it was all set up and we walked upstairs and I was unbuttoning my pants to go pee. And he goes, wait, before that, let me do this. And he turned around and all the flowers and stuff were set up. And he, I don't remember what he said because I was so excited. And he asked me, um, so it was, it was a bipartisan effort. It wasn't a surprise with a chip of a diamond, uh, when we were like 19. So that's the story. Mm-hmm. Kick it. Anastasia says. It was perfectly him. It wasn't ostentatious. It was low key. It was very Noah. Mm-hmm. And that's what matters is that it's very him versus like a parade. Mm-hmm. 
Anastasia, would you ever do this show live, like on SiriusXM or something? I feel like so much of this would be great if we could get live info slash background clarification slash questions, extra general squeezes for the snow peach. Thanks for the pod. Okay. Yeah. If they paid uh, we me. do Hold on. What? We do live shows with Looped. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so we always put those up on the Ask Eliza feed when we're going to do them. We text about it to Eliza's text list. If you go to... Eliza's Instagram, Eliza S on Instagram. There's a button you can click text. Click that and uh, text her and you will you will get the info because we do a live show and then we take the questions directly yeah. from the chat and it's yeah. super fun. Super fun. And you can actually go back in our archives and any episode that is says looped in it is one of the live episodes where we've taken questions. Yeah. Um, in terms of doing it like radio, like every day, I mean, Eliza has so much going on like we fit this in when we can and we we have not missed a, a no. week ever we we've no. really kept on top of it uh but you know it is something that we have to make time for um i, I don't have the bandwidth to do a daily mm-mm. show it would have to be honestly a lot of money and i could do it from home mm-hmm. um yeah so that's it really comes down to pay and schedule mm-hmm. so that's it i'm just very busy very busy. So this this works. This I we have can been do. offered a show. Yeah, on a very large terrestrial streaming platform, and uh, did not work for me. No, this is this is the right amount of commitment for for now. And when you listen to this, we actually have the the little microcasts, the little Bud Light microcasts that are coming out every week. So it's a little extra content each week. But hey, you know, money talks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damon, how do you stay in a positive light when the world around you is a shit show? A bit of background. I'm currently stuck at home probably until September, hopefully because of all this COVID stuff. Being differently abled in a wheelchair, I find it very hard to socialize when people, with people, even with the toilet that is Facebook. With all my usual activities closed and the guy that's supposed to come in and help me not coming until presumably September, it's very hard for me to see things in a positive light. So Damon's stuck at home. Yeah. He's not, how, how do you stay positive? I mean, look, I'm not the world's most positive person, but under it all, I'm an optimistic person. I'm a happy person. I wake up happy. Everybody has days where you feel like you're being kicked in the teeth. The world is what you allow in. So if you are on Twitter all day, reading news all day, like it will take a toll on you. There are times where I'm on Instagram and I'm like, why do I feel so bad? And you realize, oh, because look look what you're allowing into your space. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to only want to read happy news. It's okay to program your algorithm so that you're only looking at pictures of plants and Japanese cooking videos. Mm-hmm. It's all about what we allow in. You know, if you wanted to close your brain to anything political, you can. So realizing that it's not up to you, the weight of the world is not on your shoulders, um... Maybe, you you know, have a hobby that takes your mind off things, reaching out to people. You stay positive. The truth is everything will be fine eventually. It's just going to be a little different and weird, but like it won't be like this forever. Nothing is like something forever unless you're dead, in which case you're dead forever. So don't be so self-loathing. I'm not calling you a narcissist, but like there's other things out there. It's easy for someone like me to be like, just enjoy life like have fun or whatever. I don't, I can't even pretend to relate to how you're feeling, but you have control over what you put in your brain. Mm. You have control over the mm-hmm. books you read, over your hobbies, over the TV you watch. Take a break from everything and just escape. That's why so many people love video games or like role playing and stuff like that because it's a break from a harsh reality. Yeah. Sometimes I, my, my hobby used to be I would look at my calendar and be excited about all the places I was going. So now sometimes I just look at the Instagram create button and I look at the like on this day video and I just remember what I did. A year ago. Kick ant. Hi, everyone. I recently took a job at a lodge in the mountains. It relies very heavily on hospitality and being a good host. I grew up in the South, so I have a good idea of Southern hospitality, but it's not quite the same thing. My question is, what tips do you have for being a good host? Thanks. So first that. A host at work? uh, At a a lodge in the mountains. I don't know. I don't work there. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I can tell you this as someone who travels a lot. Here we go. There's all right. There's nothing worse than you go to check in to your hotel mm-hmm. and the person in front of you values a phone ringing more than you. That drives me crazy. Like somebody that's checking in, they've tra- especially a mountain lodge, they've traveled a long way, they've schlepped up there. 
And like, there's just some kid like, hold on a second, Ramada in Bayview. So making that person feel welcome. I know that you have to, for your job, like give the whole rundown. I just want my room. People are like, and just so you know, our shitty buffet is from five to 6 a.m. There is a wine and cocktail hour. I never like to hear because like any wine and cheese cocktail hour, I can't go to because I have a show. And so I was like, our restaurant is open. Here are the hours for the gym. I personally never like extra information. I will yeah. ask if I want to know something, inundating me with it right off the top. But being welcome, being present, cheery, making that person feel like we're glad that you're here, making that smooth in, uh, sorry, making that check-in smooth. Mm-hmm. I always check in under a surname, my biggest pet peeve. I'm like Schlesinger and they're like, mm. and I'm like, is it possible there's a C? Oh yeah. Being proactive, just making that person not have to wait a moment longer than they have to mm-hmm. and just having a nice attitude, but not being overly sunny. Yeah. Happy you're here. Anything I can do, let me know. Just making it like, hey, we're glad that you paid, that you're using your money here. Yeah. But don't give too much info. Nobody cares. Nobody cares the hours of the rock garden. Right. Okay. Second question. The summer is our off season. So everyone that works here has random tasks, maintaining the lodge and the hundreds of acres around it. How do you deal with a boss or manager who has unrealistic expectations? He will give me and one other person two days to lay three acres of sod. Like we're a full team of professional landscapers. Even then, I still think it would be unrealistic to expect professionals to do it in two days. We don't even have lights and can't work when we can't see. My boss still gets frustrated even when we calmly and rationally explain that it's not just not enough time. I've already signed a contract for the end of the year, so I can't get out until January. Yeah, but more importantly, you can't get fired. Uh, I should also mention I'm a 20-year-old girl who weighs 110 pounds. I'm used to long days with physically exhausting work, but as much as I hate to admit it, there are just some things I can't do when working 10 to 13-hour days. You don't have to do anything other than your best at your job. Mm -hmm. And your boss, it sounds like he's answering to a higher power. So he's getting frustrated probably because the owner is like breathing down his neck. But like there have been times with Emily where I've asked for something and she's just like, I cannot do that. Mm -hmm. I won't do that. And here's why. And honestly, if you're a good worker and you're doing your best, like they can't make you. And if you can't lift something, you can't get something done. All you can do is the best that you can. And he can't fire you over that. And that's that. Let him spin out because of it. You know, he obviously has a lot more invested. All you can do is your best. Right. The, I think, but hold on. It's not up for you. It's not your place to say to him, oh, that's unrealistic. All you can say is I will do my best and get done is, what if it is realistic and it's just that you're not a landscaper so you don't know? It's not your place to tell him that can't be done. All you can do is say, we'll do our best and try within the hours allotted to do your work. Mm -hmm. That's all you can do. That's all you should have to do. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. Kick it. Okay, it's time for Top of the Cop. It's time for Top of the Cop. It's the Top of the Cop. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cop. Oh, that song. So good. (laughs) Obviously, my Top of the Cop is this new thing in my life, this new staple of my morning routine called Morning Sweetness with Tianfu. I usually sleep with my phone uh, plugged in outside of the bedroom, but now I keep it plugged in near me. So that first thing I can wake up and I have very sweet, tender moments with Tianfu. It started out me being like, look how sweet she is. She's so melty in the morning, but every once in a while she like flips out because she's all excited to play and get her cookie from the floor. So morning sweetness from Tian, with Tianfu has become just a montage of her spazzing out. And then us having, we play before she goes out for her big dump and her breakfast and a whole day of playing with her bow. So... People like it too. I think they like seeing us wake up together. Morning sweetness. Waking up with a pet that you love is the best thing. Blanche and I had a little routine. I would drum my fingers on the side of the bed and she would come out and -hmm. jump on the bed. Blanche and Tianfu both will wait for hours for me until I wake up. They won't leave my side. Blanche will never leave my side. So that's my top top of the cob is my morning sweetness with Tianfu. I... My top of the cob is I love when I find a new actress or actor, but let's be real, it's an actress. That, Sleeping in their home. That, <laughs> where I watch a movie and I really love it. And then I go and look at their filmography and I watch a few more and they're all just great. And it's just like so fun because at this point it's 
August, mid-August, and I've seen 300 movies this year that I had never seen before um, because what else am I going to do in this pandemic? And so much of them are bad and I feel like I'm running out of movies that will excite me. Like, oh, you I'm, could watch I'm, some good movies. You I watched watch Schindler's movies. List. I'm running out of movies that are like, that I just watched and I'm like, oh, I have a new favorite, but I found another, a new actress and I watched a bunch of her movies and I was like, I love all of these. Like, this is so up my alley. Mm, so you finally saw Spencer Confidential. Thank you. <laughs> I saw Spencer Confidential Thank before you. it even was out. We went to that. We went to that cool Netflix screening that was yeah. just us and Winston Duke and some other guys. <laughs> funny, yeah. Uh, my bottom of the cob. Um, I'm really starting starting to understand how much PTSD my dog has suffered. Um, my bottom of the cob is her fear, her constant fear of people, and the grumble that she does. It, I feel bad because anyone that comes in our home, she flips out. Going into someone else's space, she's not like that. And if you hold her, she's fine. But my heart breaks for her that she is that petrified of mostly men. And that means just something horrible happened to her. And I used to think it was like, oh, some guy just picked her up, tied her mouth shut through her. But I think somebody really abused her. She doesn't like it if you like whip laundry, like what you do with a shirt before you fold it. Right. She, any voice in the house, she just, and she retreats under the bed and she's so scared Noah had two people over for a business thing the other day and she grumbled the whole time and I brought her outside and her little back was all contorted, just like terrified staring at them. The masks don't help and it just takes time, but it breaks my heart that she's so scared. Um, something happened to you. Someone was mean to you. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. Uh, my bottom of the cob is that I woke up yesterday and have a constant ringing in my ear. That's the bottomest of cobs. That sucks. Uh, yeah. And I have so much audio to edit this week, yesterday and the rest of this week. Like I've never had as much audio to edit as I do this week. And any sound makes just this like hollow undercurrent sound along with it. I feel like I'm going insane. Uh, so now I'm taking Flonase and Claritin and hoping that clears up ear fluid, which is ridiculous I'm so sorry but I need you to lay all this sod by the next two days <laughs> that's our show uh, get ready for more episodes presented to you by Bud Light we got more episodes of Ask Eliza Anything we're here for you we're getting through this pandemic together wear a mask be a person dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce organic strawberries and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti explore deals on grill friendly meats like organic air chilled chicken breast beef and chicken kebabs all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department plus grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today the legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.